This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1058. Three word pairs for band seven or higher on IELTS speaking. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. What are heteronyms and how can they raise your IELTS score? Today, you'll learn three word pairs that are spelled the same but pronounced differently. We teach you how to use these on IELTS speaking and writing. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Jessica, my kids are so excited because they finally have pets. We have so many pets Wait, here in Idaho for them to play oh, with, right. not in Arizona, of course. <laughs> I thought I forgot that you were in Idaho for like a hot second there. And I totally You're thought you got surprised. a dog for a second. I almost screamed. So I'm glad you, you added in. that amendment. Yes, we have, my parents have um, horses and they just have a, a colt, a, like a pretty new baby colt, which is wow. so adorable. It's a little skittish, so they can't get really close, but it's so cute. And they have three new kittens Aww. as well oh that are, they're like the perfect age. They're eight weeks, so they can hold them and play with them. And they're really fun jumping around and playing together. It's the best. I'm so happy that they finally have a pet for a month. <laughs> Do your parents permit the animals to be like on the furniture? Like, can the cats just go wherever they want? Oh, no. This is, it's very much like a farmhouse um, or, you know, a farm with lots of land. But so no animals are permitted in the house. Um, So yeah, they, they aren't allowed in. But these, we got these kittens actually from someone who did allow them in their house. So they're always trying to sneak in the door because they're clearly used to being house cats. (laughs) Oh, poor, things. poor little guys. <laughs> I love kittens so much. I don't it's really so like cute. cats, like big mm. cats. I'm not a big fan because I like dogs. <laughs> Once they get older, you're like, you're dead to me. No. Seriously, <laughs> just get out of here. But babies are welcome. They are permitted to be in my arms. So yes. guys, we are, <laughs> we repeated this word permitted as a verb because we are talking about some pairs of words today, verbs and nouns, that are very confusing for non-native speakers because they are homographs, which means they look the same. They're spelled the same. So for writing, doesn't matter. But they cause many non-natives to make mistakes a lot when they are speaking the words out loud because the meaning changes if it's 
pronounced in a different way, and the syllable stress is different, the meaning is different, the grammar is different. Um, and this is also important for listening, guys, because if you hear this word, you might not recognize it as being spelled in a certain way because you only mm. know this as a noun, for example, permit, right? I think that's a sort of a six word, right? A lot of people know permit, like this is a license to do something. But permit as a verb might not be known to a lot of people. Yes, exactly. And this makes them a heteronym, which is a word that is spelled the same, but sounds differently when you pronounce it. So this could definitely throw you off for sure if you hear it on IELTS listening and you're not sure, or when you want to use them, this is a very, this is a very high level vocabulary to add to IELTS speaking. So we are going to share a few of these that are the most common that you'll hear and how you can use them on both the speaking and writing, because they're also very high level words to include in S. And then as far as the pronunciation, you want to keep that straight when it comes to the speaking exam. Yeah, no, totally. So that is a really good point, actually. Um, in some of these pairs, if one is less common, it's higher scoring, right? So um, in an essay, right, if you use permit as a verb, I think that might be higher scoring than if you use it as a noun because more people know about the noun form. Or yeah. better yet, here's a better example, project. That's band six. Everybody knows the noun project, right, guys? But did you know that the meaning totally changes as a verb spelled the same? Emphasis on the second syllable, project, right? That is an uncommon word that is definitely higher scoring than the noun form. Yes, exactly. This actually came up because in one of the essays that I graded, a student had taken the noun accommodation, which you guys know means where you live, the place you live, and they tried to use it as a verb, incorrectly using accommodating as a synonym for the verb living or residing. Accommodating doesn't mean living. It has a totally different meaning um, yeah. to, you know, make something easy for someone. You try to be accommodating. And so this, like someone who who is familiar with heteronyms and these homographs, sometimes will do this where they'll take a noun and sort of turn it into a verb. And that sounds right. Doesn't always work. So you do have to be careful that you're using words in the correct context. Totally, totally, guys. Um, so before we get into um, the three pairs of words that you guys should be familiar with to raise your score and stand out from other students, especially on speaking, I would say, right? Showing your um, knowledge of the difference in pronunciation, I think, is very impressive to examiners, guys. So before we teach you these pairs of words that will raise your scores, I want to remind you guys to take our free IELTS quiz. We made this this just for you. So you guys can find out for free in a very short time what your estimated IELTS score would be. So you know where to start, guys. When should you schedule your test? How long should you study for? Um, find out, guys, for free. Go to allearsenglish.com slash score. Remember, it's not just a free IELTS quiz. You also get resources that we made just for whatever score you get, right? right. So you get different resources if you score a five as compared to a seven. Seven, okay? Exactly. So all of this is for free right now. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Um, okay, so let's get into this first pair. This is really fun. What's the difference okay. between attribute, verb, second syllable stress, and attribute, noun, 
first syllable stress. What's the difference there, Aubrey? Okay, so the verb attribute means to think, to regard something as being caused by something else, right? So for example, in your, at the, the first essay of a task two, the first sentence of a task two essay could be many individuals attribute their success to hard work, while others believe personal circumstances and privilege are more key. So you see this verb, we're talking about individuals giving credit for their success. Um, to hard work, right? But instead of saying giving credit, we use this high-level verb attribute. And then for attribute, the noun where we're stressing that first syllable, this would be so great for speaking if like on part two, you're asked to describe a friend. You could say, my wonderful friend Liz has so many amazing attributes. I can't wait to tell you about her. Yeah. So attributes, I would say you could use it as, as a synonym for characteristics. Yes. Um, personality traits could even qualify as attributes, right? I usually think of it as a very positive noun. Like these are the good things about her. Um, but it doesn't always have to be. That's just how I usually use it and hear it. Um, so that is such a great sentence you gave for the verb though, for the attribute to give credit to say this is due to. Um, I, th- that is such a high level word, guys. Like sit, like band seven, band eight verb there, right? attribute as a verb. Awesome. And attribute also is a very high level word instead of characteristics. It's funny, like the meanings are told, like the meanings uh, of these two words are barely related. (laughs) I know. That's what's really confusing about these two is like, yes, they're pronounced a little differently, but when you see them written, they're spelled exactly the same, even though they mean totally different things. Right? And totally different word forms, verb, noun. Um, Guys, that totally changes how it goes in a sentence, obviously, right? So this affects the grammar. Um, So guys, here is just the, the general rule of these pairs we're talking about today. If the word is a verb, the syllable, the second syllable is stressed, right? Attribute, permit, those are verbs. But if the stress is on the first syllable, attribute, permit. Those are nouns. So very interesting little rule we're learning today. And I love the word heteronym. (laughs) (laughs) New stuff all the time. Okay. So let's get into this second pair, guys. Remember, guys, we have three word pairs for you today. So the second pair is permit and permit. So again, permit as a noun. We talked about this. This is kind of band six. I think everybody knows this. Um, this is just like a mm, official allowance, <laughs> right? Um, and a, like an official document that says you're able to do something. So you have building permits. You have performing permits. You have um, uh, selling alcohol permits. Like all of those come from the authorities. Those are permits, right? So nouns. Now on the speaking test, here's a good example. Actually, this could be a writing as well. Um, There might be questions in speaking part three or writing tasks two about public art or people playing music on the street, right? Or is there a law that you feel should be passed in your city? These are all IELTS questions, guys. So here's a good sentence with the noun. I feel that cities should issue permits. So here, issue instead of give. I feel that cities should issue permits to performers who want to perform on the street so they can control the number of 
Huh? Here's a here's a great one. Buskers. So that's very British English for street performer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I love that. And just to throw this in really quick, uh, a couple of students have asked asked lately, if you're using like British slang, American slang, do you have to stick to one? You can use both, like throw in that British slang, even if you've used American slang, it doesn't matter, right? It's all allowed. Oh my gosh, totally. I mean, guys, natives do this all the time. I mean, I guarantee you, like all a majority of British people watch shows from America and they'll say awesome, um, which is like they used to hate. They're like, oh, Americans don't use that word correctly. (laughs) Um, But now everybody uses awesome all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And same goes either way, right? I love a bunch of British shows. So I just steal words (laughs) that I hear all the time because they sound cool. Okay, so what's a good example to use that as a verb, a less common way to use this permit, right? Verb to give permission. So how can we use that on the test? Yeah. So I loved the sentences you used where you're asking, "Mm, do you permit the cats to come inside? Or if you're talking about having guests over, you could say, I cannot permit house guests to walk in my home with shoes on, right? Anytime you're talking about giving someone permission for something, use permit instead of allow. Yeah, totally. Or even instead of like give permission, I feel like this verb is less common, guys. It's not about being a longer word, having more letters or whatever. It's about being common or uncommon, right? right? And this is something I don't hear students use. Um, Permit as a verb. Um, And these are a little more related, I was going to say, because um, you have a permit, which gives you permission. You're permitted to do something if you have that permit. So I don't know if that helps or not like they are a little more related but still one's a verb one's a noun so you have to be careful how you use them and how you pronounce them yeah exactly totally um okay let's move on to the last pair of words we have the verb project now to project let's Let's think of it as the most obvious usage, which is when we project a movie onto a screen or project an image onto a background, it means that you are using a device to put a picture on a surface. <laughs> That's it, right? You are right. you are putting outward. It has this meaning of putting outward. It's directional. You are putting something somewhere else in front of the device, right? So um, a movie, right, in a cinema is projected onto the screen by the projector. That's the name of the device. <laughs> um, but we also use it in a less obvious way when you want to Hmm. You want to project an image of yourself. That means you want other people to think of you in a certain way. So we often um, pair this word with confidence. We want to project confidence, right? It just means that like you want to stand a certain way and talk in a certain way so 
everyone else thinks you are confident, even if you're not. <laughs> Fake it until you make it, right? <laughs> so um, here's something we could say if you're talking about work, for example, on the speaking test. In order to project confidence, I like to give myself a pep talk before presentations. Um, Aubrey, what's a pep talk? <laughs> oh, that's when you give yourself, yourself or someone else a little motivational speech to totally. boost them up, get them excited, get them confident. I sometimes give my students a little pep talk if they're going to take the IELTS exam in just a few days, you know, I'm like, be confident, go in knowing you can do this. I like to give a little pep talk because half the battle is being confident sometimes. Oh, completely, completely. Oh, yeah, guys, you want to project confidence on that speaking exam from the get-go right away. Um, So pep is um, a noun that means like um, excitement, uh, enthusiasm. So in the old days, like in the 1950s and 60s, they used to have pep rallies. I'm sure some high schools still do this, but we don't say pep rally anymore. But they would have like all the students in the school come to the gym, for example, and they would have a pep rally so everyone could cheer for their football team before the big game or whatever. Yes. Um, but that's that's not as common anymore. And there's a really um, fun idiom to say that you have pep in your step. I use this oh, all the time, fun. right? Yeah. And it just means like you're excited, you're happy about something. And so, you know, might ask somebody, oh, do you have a little pep in your step today? Or you say, I have totally. a pep in my step. <laughs> oh my God, that is so fun. That is so fun. Anything that rhymes is so fun. Um, All right. So here's a last uh, example sentence that you guys could use on the exam. Um, Aubrey, what's a quick example of the easier one, the easier noun project? Yeah, I can imagine if you're talking about school, you could say, honestly, I don't like working on group projects. I like doing it all by myself. (laughs) Is that true? Was that true of you when you were in school? Yes, because nobody else ever put in the amount of effort I did, and they would all get credit for my work. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Same with you. It's exactly the same. Exactly the same. But this is the funny thing. I know this is a longer episode. We will finish up soon. I just want to end with some pep. Here's the funny thing. I was always like that in school, too, because as you, right, we're hard workers, Right. right. We yes. have an assignment. We're going to do our best. We're going to give it 110%. But now that we're on the All Ears English team, we love working together. All of our projects are group projects, right? Like the, like the business course, for example. Like everything we yeah. do now at All Ears English involves the team, the group. And we love that because we trust each other. We know that you, Aubrey, and Michelle, and Lindsay, we know that everyone is giving 110%. So I finally like groups. I I know, it makes such a difference. Yeah, if you know (laughs) that everyone's going to put in their best efforts and do as good of a job as you would do yourself, then you trust that. You trust to be able to do a group project like that. But in high school, that was not the situation. Oh, heck no. Um, <laughs> all right. Awesome, guys. So remember, go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Take a free IELTS quiz. Get your IELTS score and free resources we made just for your level. Allearsenglish.com slash my score. Um, all right. Awesome. Aubrey, thanks for hanging out today. Yes. See you next time. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.